we do have some baseball, another baseball report, which unfortunately is all we have. We don't have any signings. We don't have any actual news. But boy, do we have reports. After the, well, that's not fair. I guess we do have the Bader signing. As we mentioned earlier, the Mets signed another Yankee, which became a talking point, which I don't really, in all fairness, I'm the Yankee fan, and I could poke fun at some of the Mets fans and have a little laugh at, oh, how many Yankees are you going to, you got the Yankee manager, you got the Yankee starting pitcher, you got, now you got Yankee center fielder. I mean, those really are the two big moves right now of the Mets offseason, I suppose, is Bader and Severino. Um, But... And they they were even attached to Gio Urshela for a time. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I don't really care about it. I think it's silly. I think it's just these are players that fit what they're looking for necessarily. I mean, they're looking for a high, high, uh, low risk, high reward, high ceiling pitcher. I mean, that's that's literally Severino is the epitome of that. And Bader, they talk about trying to you know limit. Uh, runs and if they're not going to do it pitching wise, they're going to do it defensive wise. He's a tremendous defensive center fielder, and he does hit left-handed pitching to a tune of about a 900 plus OPS. So it makes sense, but it's just not what you're looking for. It's not the impact moves this offseason needs to be about. But hey, everyone's still available. They still have Soler is available. They still have multiple options. They still have multiple options at, at DH. Like they're, they're, it's not over, but it just feels like they're talking about like if if things fall in their lap, fine. But other than that, we'll see. Like I hate that. I I just hate the way they're going about it. They need to do something. Steve Cohen needs to wake up. I'm sorry. Not everything's perfect. You might have a signing that ends up being a disaster. So what? Having disaster signings and eating them is exactly why you have Steve Cohen. Like we all joke about how many disasters the Yankees have had, how many terrible signings Brian Cashman has had. You know what? You eat them, you move on, you still win 90-plus games, and you're in the playoffs. Like That's what you do. But that's the one signing we had. But obviously the Yankees have been linked to, earlier in the day, Snell. And I talked about that yesterday, and we'll get into it for a little bit. But I do want to just talk about this most recent thing, is Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the Yankees have checked in and are making serious offers on Dylan Cease, the uh, ace starting pitcher of the Chicago White Sox, which surprises me a little bit, and I'll tell you why. One, it's it's he's linking them and the Baltimore Orioles as the two teams that have been the most uh, intrigued and the most aggressive in trying to make offers or have communications with the White Sox about Dylan Cease. And simplistically, just right off of that, the Baltimore Orioles in a far better position to make a trade. If they are determined to go get Dylan Cease, which makes sense for the Orioles, they don't have to spend a lot of money. I believe he's owed $25 million for the next two years before he becomes a free agent. Or um, So the, he's you've got years of control with him. He's not making a lot of money. He's an excellent starting pitcher. And they have so many young, talented prospects that haven't even come up yet to an already young and talented team that won 100 games this year. Like, they are in much more prime position and much more motivated because they're not in the market for a Snell. They're not in the market for a Montgomery. They're not going to spend that money. If they're going to add a starting pitcher, which they desperately need, if they want to compete, which is the question, I'm assuming they do, but if they want to compete, they need starting pitching, and the trade market and the trade avenue is really their only way to go out to get an impact starter. 
And this is a, a, a young kid who's really talented, not making a lot of money for the next handful of years. And they have plenty of prospects, way more. Maybe not way more than every team, but way more than the Yankees, who just depleted their pitching, certainly, uh, in their in their market, uh, in their uh, farm system, going out and trading for Juan Soto and Verdugo. So they're in a much better position than the New York Yankees. But I love the idea that the Yankees are looking at the trade market. I'm hoping that Rosenthal just got a whiff of this, but that they're just as big on uh, Burns from Milwaukee because that's the that's who I want. But I, I, I would go out and get, I think Cease makes a lot of sense. But I just don't know, are you willing to give up some of the top or echelon players? I know the report yesterday from Duquette was, was um, a real doozy of a trade for Cease where it would be... You know, um, Jason Dominguez, and, um, you know, S- Spencer Jones, who's their top prospect right now, a six foot nine outfielder. Like, I don't know if I want to be trading away. Certainly not Dominguez. They're not trading Dominguez for anyone. But, I mean, do you really want to go out and, and trade away your number one prospect? Plus, it's going to take more than that. I mean, you could, could you trade Wells as your catcher? Is he someone you could put in this deal? Like, if it's Spencer Jones, um, Wells and a and a you know a, a a Will Warren or or another starting pitching prospect like are you going to give all of that up? That's a lot, and that's why I'm much more inclined to go get the short term ace like a Burns, where I feel like I'm all in for 24. It's a less because he's a free agent at the end of the year. I don't care if he's one of Cy Young. It's going to be a less of a package than a young controllable pitcher who had who led the league in sword last year, which is a new stat I hadn't heard until yesterday. You know, ugly swing, ugly swings from opposing hitters. So he I think he was top of the list. He had a bunch of ugly swings. He's got swing and miss stuff. He's a a dominant guy and he would f- be great for any team, but you have to give up a ton to get him. I'm not sure what you have to give up to go get Burns. Plus, I think less teams would be in on it. I don't think Baltimore like say the Orioles, for example, because they're the ones using the C- in the Dylan Cease thing. Like they have tons of prospects, they'd be more suited to go get Burns too if they chose to. But do they want to go trade their assets for a one-year pitcher that they have no chance signing in free agency? Like they're not in the Burns situation. They're not in that market. A young, controllable starter. Yes, you have to compete with the Orioles of the world. You're not going to have to compete with the Orioles of the world for a Cy Young Award winner who's going to be a free agent in a year. Like I don't think the Orioles are in on that. I don't think some of the lesser teams or some of the cheaper teams are in on that. So I think if Milwaukee does decide to move him, I think the Yankees, despite the fact they just traded away a lot of their um, depth inside the organization, considering the amount of teams that might even be in on it, I think they have a better chance than going to give up everything they have left, all of their big-time prospects, this side of Volpe and Dominguez. Uh, Peraza, Pereira, Wells, Jones. Like I'm, I don't know if I want to give up all of those for a Dylan Cease and just completely de- deplete my farm system when maybe, just maybe, a Peraza and, you know, a Peraza and a couple of pitchers in the top 20 or a Peraza Pereira is enough to just go get Burns. I'd rather do that. I'd rather go do that. 
and not have to give up Spencer Jones, not that not to have to even have the question about Dominguez. Like that's better suited for me with the New York Yankees. But Rosenthal is out there telling us that the Yankees are in on Dylan Cease. Uh, obviously, Andy Martini, uh, Andy Martini, I, I could go for a Martini. Andy Martino is telling us they're in on Snell. And that was the talk of the day today. The Yankees are much more in on Snell than possibly Montgomery. At least that's what Andy Martino would tell you. I watched the Yankee hot stove and Jack Curry made me think something else. He kind of made it seem like he was talking about the innings of, of Montgomery and the stability of Montgomery. I told you yesterday, I was starting to change my mind on Snell. Initially, Snell was not a player I was interested in with the New York Yankees. Yes, he's won multiple Cy Youngs, but in between those Cy Youngs, the years have kind of been eh. They have not been very good. He's wild. He walks a lot of guys, but he gets a lot of swings and misses. He's one of the hardest pitchers to hit. He had a two he had a two something ERA. He was excellent last year, worthy of a Cy Young. And I think it's a little misguided. He actually goes six plus a little more than you think. He never goes seven. He never goes eight. But if you look at it, him and Montgomery both had pretty much the same percentage of starts go six-plus innings. So he he can go six-plus, which in today's day and age is pretty much all you get from any starting pitcher. He'll never go seven. He'll never go eight. I get that. Montgomery could give you seven or eight on a given night. But when he was good this year, he pretty much always gave you at least six. I think the innings thing has been a little overblown. It's definitely a talking point. It's definitely a concern. Montgomery is 100% more reliable and probably give you more innings, probably go deeper into games more consistently. But I do think it's a little overblown, like the like the guy just absolutely doesn't ever give you innings and can never go into the – like starting pitchers go six innings nowadays. It doesn't it, – I, I don't – it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers others. But I just didn't like the idea of him being a West Coast guy. Some of the – just the feel from him when he when he was talking of complaining about COVID during the like the video game thing, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Not that I care about his opinions on it or dislike him for his opinions on it or anything like that, but it just seemed like it could he just seemed I don't know. I, I just wasn't sure he was a, a guy who would fit here in New York. But the more I think about it and the more I talk myself into the idea of twenty twenty four being the year. The Yankees need to be all in on this year. You do not, and everyone said this over the last two days, you do not go out and trade Juan Soto, trade for Juan Soto. Bring him here knowing that there is a good possibility this is the only year you have him in your uniform. You do not just stop making moves because, hey, this doesn't quite fit. I don't know if I love this guy. It's a big contract. It gives someone to walk so much, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm looking to get the best pitching staff I can for next year, and I'll deal with the ramifications of it. I'll deal with the ramifications of it. And as much as I trust Montgomery, and as much as Montgomery, in my mind, still fits better long-term, and probably, I would imagine, be a little bit cheaper per year than Snell will be coming off his second Cy Young, and I, and I like Montgomery better overall as a fit. If you're asking my honest opinion, who which top of the rotation do I like better next year, Cole Snell or Cole Montgomery? Next year, I like Cole Snell better. I still think Snell is the more dominant pitcher. And I, know, I, I said this yesterday. Everyone was like, oh, well, real insightful. He won the Cy Young. I, I think a lot of people think Montgomery's better. Snell walks a lot of guys. Snell had the one good year. Yeah, but can, like... 
You know what you're getting with Montgomery. Montgomery is going to be a starting pitcher who makes all his starts. He's going to give you a 3-5 to 3-3 ERA, somewhere around there. He's going to be reliable, and then in the big game, you trust him. That's pretty valuable, as opposed to Snell, who might have a 2.2 ERA, might have a 4.5 ERA, and walk the ballpark. And in Yankee Stadium, you walk the ballpark, you give up one home run, now you've given up three, four, four runs instead of, you know, one. So there are some... There are some concerns, but coming off last year, I do think he clicked into something in the second half, and and particularly in the second half where he was just brilliant. I still think I want the most dominant, and for next year, I would think Snell's the most dominant. Now, can they get creative in how many years they give him or you know, opt-outs early in his contract, something like that? I'd be all up. I'd be all in for that. Figure out a way to get out of this thing in two, three years, or give him the option to get out of it in two, three years. Hundred would love it. I don't know if it's plausible. I don't know how it works, but I was dead set against him going into it. I wanted, I wanted Yamamoto. Then I wanted Burns. Then I would take Montgomery. Though that was the 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 pecking order for me. I didn't really trust Snell. Didn't want Snell. Didn't feel like Snell fit. But now. As reports are, he's interested in being a Yankee. As reports are that Cole is all in on going to get Snell. As reports have been that him and Judge are close. Like, if Judge and Cole have as much say over the organization as we think they do, then Snell is a legitimate possibility here moving forward. And I'm starting to talk my myself into the idea that maybe that's not a negative thing that I thought it might have been. Because ultimately, it's about next year. And if he gives you what he gave you last year, and you have both Cy Young Award winners on your staff to go along with hopefully a Rodon that improves and reverts back to what he was a couple years ago, the same thing for Nesta Cortez, now all of a sudden, I have a dangerous top of the rotation if I can figure it out. And that's what I want. I'll take my chances that 2024 becomes an all-out tremendous year. That's what I'm looking for. And I'll, I'll deal with the ramifications later. Because I do think Montgomery gives you less ramifications. There's less baggage. There's less to worry about. Montgomery's solid. Montgomery's going to be solid for the next handful of years. Snell could be an absolute disaster. But Snell, I still do think, gives you the best chance to be the best team next year. And I'm willing to do it.